Welcome to the Your Life Rocks podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Yes, even for you. This show is designed to help working moms focus on the things that matter most in life and helping you balance all that life has for you with practical tips from one working mom to another. My name is Jenny Summerman, and I am so glad that you are here to hang out with me today. You know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about time management. Of course, as working moms, why shouldn't we be talking about time management? Almost as much as we talk about the eight areas of life. So if you're new to the show, typically we will dive into the eight different areas of life that we're all trying to balance. We usually have amazing guests in those areas that are helping us grow and learn and take action. We're talking about your faith, marriage, parenting, career, home, finances, health, and friends and fun. But today I'm breaking it up with some practical advice that really hits on all of that. All of those eight areas At least I hope it will. I hope it will for you. It certainly does for me. But sometimes that's what we need, right? I mean, we can learn things. We can absorb things, listen, read, watch. But sometimes we just have to implement. I call this the seeker syndrome. When we like know we need something and we just go seeking it, right? And we will seek and consume and seek and consume. But we all know like in our actual heads that That's not where action happens. Change that we want in our life doesn't come from learning. It comes from doing, from applying the things that we learned. And so that's that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I kind of think that this is like giving ourselves a kick in the pants. Or maybe you have someone in your life, right? So you're listening to your friend or a family member, and they're always talking about how they want to lose weight, or they're always talking about how they want to do this or that or the other, and they never do. And you're like, well, you haven't done it yet. And what happens? You stop listening after a while, right? Because you know it's just like a cycle that they're going to go into, and you just want to yell at them, get on with it already. Like, what is your problem? But have you ever listened to you Do you do that? Do you tell yourself all the things that you want to do? Someday I want to do this. Someday I want to do that. Sometimes we need to tell ourselves, get on with it already. Otherwise, we stop listening to ourselves. Now, all of this came to me while I was on vacation this last week. Now, vacations for me are transformative. At least I always thought it was just for me. But the more I talk to my friends, it's the same thing for them. they, They go on vacation and it just is a different vortex of living. For me, it changes my perspective. It always leaves me ready to really live my life. Like I kind of take inventory of like what matters most, what are my priorities, am I really living the way that I want to? And it's not that everyday life is bad or boring. I mean, truly, it's not. I'm a mom with kids and I work. Every day is different. Every day is unique. Every day is the last thing but boring. But sometimes we can get stuck in the cycle of life. It's like Groundhog Day. It might be different, but it's kind of the same, right? We do the same things. We stress out about the same things. We pray about the same things. It takes really stepping out of that cycle for us to really see what our life is and decide if a change needs to be made and really get inspired to make it because change can be hard work. Now, someone in business once gave me this analogy, and I'm totally going to mess it up, and I apologize in advance, but hopefully you can stay with me on this. So they gave this analogy. If you are a fish in a fishbowl, all you see is the water in front of you. You might swim around, 
water in front of you. Swim the other direction, water in front of you. You really don't know how big your bowl is or what's going on in your bowl because you're in it. But every once in a while, you need to take yourself up out of the fishbowl and look at it from a different view to see the whole bowl. Now, I know I'm probably not doing this analogy justice, and I really couldn't think of (laughs) all of the details, but that's the way I've always imagined this analogy in my head. And someone did tell this to me once, and I might have only been half listening. And I mean, you really, a fish can't take itself out of water, and if it did, it would die. So... But it's that whole idea of taking yourself out, right? Like taking yourself above the situation, getting out of the situation. And we can, the fish can't, but we can do that for ourselves. We can jump off the cycle of our everyday and look at it from a different point of view. Now, in the past, when we have done family trips, family vacations, it's made me want to like quit my job. It's made me want to change my career or move or do other some big, wild, crazy change that doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. I'll be honest. There are some times I've done some pretty crazy things after a vacation, but it makes me just really realize how much I love my family. It makes me realize how much time is so precious and really taking an inventory of what matters most. Now, this trip was kind of the same, but somewhat different. We had taken a road trip with my immediate family, so my husband, my two boys, and myself, and we went to go visit my dad and the rest of the family a couple states away. My sister was getting married, and it was just a really great time. Kids were on spring break, so we decided let's road trip it, take our time, do a lot of fun things on the way there. Nothing big, splashy, spectacular kind of vacation, but just time to be together as a family and to be with my family when we, once we got to where we were going. Now, I only see my parents a couple times a year, if that. Sometimes once a year, and I'll be honest, there have been years where I haven't seen them at all. We live a couple states away. We're all very busy. It's just kind of life, right? So when we do get together, it really is kind of precious. Now, one morning, it was just me and my dad, and we were having coffee together and talking, and it was so, so good. Like, it was one of those moments that I just will cherish for the rest of my life. And I won't bore you with all the amazing details, because... Really, for everyone else, it was probably just a boring coffee, and it only is amazing in me, in my heart. But there was something that my dad said that really struck me. Now, I just think my dad is like Superman, an amazing guy, and so smart, and so just like he gets it, like he gets life. Now, he had started talking about his realization of his life, which at first made me kind of sad because I was like, Dad, let's not talk about you getting older or, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't want to even talk about that kind of thing. But he started saying that how in his mind, he's still in his 30s. He just thinks he has forever. But when he really starts to think about reality, he doesn't. And he started to share that when we are just kind of going through life and seeing what's in front of us, we can keep believing the same track in our head. We can keep believing we have forever. We can keep believing that we are still quite a few younger <laughs> years younger than we actually are. And we can miss out on the big picture. And the big picture is really the truth of all of it. You know, oftentimes on this podcast, I talk about bringing the truth into the light so that we can see it. And when you can see it for what it truly is, the truth of it, not the lies or the stories we make up about things, but truthfully what it is, then we can deal with it a lot better, a lot healthier. And that's exactly what my dad was talking about. That's exactly what he had recently experienced for himself. Now, he continued to go on to say that there were these things that he had been saying for years that he wanted to do. And as he was talking about them, I have heard him say them for years. Just, you know, places that he wanted to go, things that he intended on doing. 
But it had been years and years and years of him kept saying the same thing. And it dawned on him that soon it would be way too late. Like he's getting older, right? And some of these things require you to be a little bit more agile or require, you know, us to be a certain age or the grandkids to be a certain age in order for them to actually happen. And he realized that if he just kept saying them, eventually it would be too late. And so he told me that after he had this realization, he was really starting to take action. And I was impressed on the action that he was taking, like really impressed and motivated by it. I mean, I just, I just love my dad so much. I mean, I think he's incredible. And after this talk, I just loved him even more. But it really got me thinking of all the things that I want to do, the things that I say I will do, the things that I dream about doing for myself, for my life, for my kids, my husband, all of that stuff. But am I really going to do them? Because just like my dad, in my mind, I'm younger than I actually am. I mean, sometimes I, I think that I'm still in my late 20s. Like, not really. Like, I don't walk around being like, oh, I'm 28. But sometimes I kind of think that I'm way younger than I am when I'm pushing 40. And I really feel like maybe sometimes I'm in my younger 30s or later 20s. And same thing for my kids, right? Like, I forget how old they are actually getting. I mean, I, I sometimes think in my head, my kids are younger than they actually are, especially the baby. He's going to be nine, but sometimes in my head, I feel like he's like six <laughs> or five or four even sometimes. And I think he wants to snuggle and read books. And really, he wants to go climb trees and be a boy and have independence. So here's a perfect example. Do you know how many trips I say I want to take with my kids? Like a lot. Like I always say, I want to show them the world. I always daydream about taking them to all of these places. Even some of them aren't very far off, right? They're, they're not that far away, but I haven't taken them there. And I always say, I want to travel with my kids. I want to show them all of those things. Well, my oldest will be 13 this month. Yep, I have just five, five, five more summer vacations until he graduates. Five more Christmases until he's an adult. Now, it could be more. He could choose to, you know, live with us longer and whatever. Life happens, right? But he could also choose to move far away and only visit a couple times a year, like I do with my dad. Now, all of these are memories that I wanted to create. They're all the lessons that I wanted him to learn, all of the things that I wanted to pour into him about who he is, about who God is, about what the world is. And it's overwhelming to think about the little time that I have left. And quite frankly, it's kind of sad when you start to think about it in terms of five more Christmases, five more summer vacations, and it's going by so fast. And you know what? I then very quickly found myself turning to justification, saying, you know what? You shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You've been a good mom. They've experienced a lot of stuff. You've experienced a lot of stuff. You've done a lot of things. That's what a friend would say, right? That's what I would say to a friend. That's what I know a friend would say to me. In fact, a friend did say that to me when I was like, oh my gosh, there's not that much time left. But this is the hard part, right? This is, this is, this is where the rubber kind of meets the road. If I'm not hard on myself and I just keep saying and not doing, it will be over so fast. You know, the Bible tells us in James 4.14, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Life is so short when we don't know. I mean, I I say five summers, we don't know. It might not be any. It might be one. It might, who knows, right? 
But the whole point of that is, is that if I justify it and say, you know what, don't be so hard on yourself. Those five summers will be gone like that. They'll be gone just like the last 13 have gone by so fast. And I won't be inspired to take action on them because I'm being too soft on myself. And at the end of the day, I don't want to feel guilty when it's all done. Not that when it's all done, done. I mean, when it's done, done, you're in heaven, right? And in heaven, there's no guilt. But you know what I mean. The day after my kids graduate and the house is quiet, I don't want to feel regret. I don't want to feel guilty. The day a loved one passes away, the day I'm too old to get around like I used to, I don't want those moments of my life to be sad. I don't want them to be full of regret or the things that I wish I would have done, right? The guilt. I want them to be full of memories and to be proud of all of the things that we did and the, and the things that we accomplished and all of the fun things, the positive things. And I'm sure there will always be those little things that sneak in, but we have a choice. We have a choice. So with that choice, I decided I'm going to be hard on myself. I'm not going to let myself get off easy. Inspired by my dad and and kind of what he's doing in his life, I started to think about all the things I say I want to do, but never really do. And I grabbed my journal and I wrote them all down. And I'm continuing to write them all down. I had to put a sticky note on the page so I can keep adding to it because I'll see a commercial or I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like, yeah, I've always wanted to learn how to surf. Oh, I got to put that in my book because I've never learned how to surf. I've never made an effort to learn how to surf yet. That's always been a fantasy of mine to learn how to surf. Now, some of the things that I wrote down in that journal involve my kids. Some are just about me. Some have to do with serving God. But as I look at my list, I had a realization. What if what I say I want to do, what if I don't actually want to do it? What if I don't like it? What if I build up this idea in my head and it's just not that great or it's just really not that worth it, right? Like everything has a sacrifice. So is the sacrifice really worth it? I mean, there are a lot of hobbies and things that seem like a good idea, like surfing, but are they really worth it? Like what would it take to actually do it? Some of the destinations I would say I want to travel to, they might not be really as safe as I think they are, or they might be more expensive than I really want to spend. So then what? Well, if the goal is to have no regrets, right? Like no regrets is my goal, then I kind of have to try or at least look into it. And so as I was having like this internal dialogue, this internal battle with myself of, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Again, starting to do the justification route. It reminded me of a former employee of mine, and he is just a really awesome guy. And after I left the position that allowed us to work together, he asked if we could keep in touch because he saw me as like a mentor in his life. And of course, I said yes, because I absolutely adore him and think he's amazing. Obviously, I hired him. He was on my team, but truly just one of those special people. Now, he had always talked about his dream of moving to Paris and going to school to be an interpreter. He was very fluent in French. Obviously, English-speaking, American-born, but that's been his passion. It's been his dream, and he'd always talked about that. In fact, a lot of the work that he did for me was translating French, English to French, and French to English. Well, he was in his mid-20s, not yet married, but he was engaged. He freshly was engaged, but I encouraged him to do it. He kept saying stuff like, well, maybe after the wedding or maybe in a couple years. And I had to start asking him the hard questions. I mean, if he sees me as a mentor, then you know what? Time to ask the hard questions. That's what a mentor is for. So I asked him, well, what if after the wedding you find out you're going to be a dad? Then what? 
What if you never make it back to Paris? What if you never give it a shot? Will you regret it? His answer? Yes. He told me he would always wonder. And he didn't like the idea of being an old man someday and always wondering. He didn't like the idea of feeling resentful for whatever God does give him in his life that keeps him from moving towards a stream. Like if he were to become a dad, like would that cause any kind of resentment with the kid? Because now he's not able to follow his dreams because he has responsibilities. So then I asked the other big question, then why wait? Why not just go for it now? You have an opportunity now. You want to do it now. And he immediately started talking about all of the reasons not, right? Like the legal paperwork and the tests that he had to do to get into the schools and the timelines. It just didn't make sense. So I gave him the best, I could, best, very best advice I could. And if you came to me with any question, this is the advice I'd give you too. Say a prayer and take a step. Let God either open the door or close the door. But sometimes we have our hands so firmly on the doorknob that we don't allow him to move it. And we have to move it. We have to take that step in faith and trust that God, he's got us. He will allow for us to either go through that door or not, right? So sure enough, the doors swung wide open. (laughs) Like he, when we first were talking on the phone, he was like, well, I'll do the paperwork to take the test, but it's probably not going to happen for like another year. Well, sure enough, guess what? They were testing like in a couple weeks and he booked a flight to Paris, went and took the test and he got in. So he found himself in Paris, literally less than six months after we had this conversation, attending the school and working towards the career of his dream. It was all coming true. And in the process, even started planning a Paris wedding. How cool is that? Pretty awesome, right? Well, within three months, he realized that his reality didn't really match his dream. There was quite a big gap there. And he actually didn't want to live in Paris. And the ideal job he'd hoped for someday didn't really seem that perfect for him anymore. God showed up. God showed up and changed his heart, showed him the reality of what was going on. Now, it didn't work out for him in Paris, but he got something even better. He got the gift of knowing, of clarity. He will now have no regrets, at least about this, right? This area of his life, he will never have to wonder. He will never have to have those regrets because now he knows. And he learned a valuable lesson in that. Let God show up and show you. He could have kept saying someday. He could have kept getting fixated on all of the obstacles that were in his way. But now he doesn't have to. He, he can choose to now say, what's next in my life? So some of the things on my list, I'll try them. And if I don't like them or they don't work out, well, then I'll know that that's not for me. But some might be pretty great. And either way, I'm going to take action. No regrets, no wondering, no guilt. So now I'm going to turn the same question to you. What do you keep saying you're going to do? Think about it. Maybe make a list and put it into action. Do it. Put those things into action. Put them on your calendar and just see. I mean, I guess you don't have to. Maybe you're already that person that does everything and nothing in life holds you back. If you dream something up, you instantly try it. And if that's you, then you are awesome. And I need to be your friend so I can learn from you. Please send me an email. Let's become friends if that's you. Now, I'm talking about some pretty big things here. And some of them are pretty little things. I mean, some of it is things that I always say I want to do to take care of my health or 
clothes that I want to wear or ways that I want to wear my hair. Like there's silly things, but there are things I always wish for, long for, want for. But either way, it's all about living with intention. Now, as I was going through this, obviously life has been very busy for me lately. If you haven't caught on the last couple episodes, go back and listen. But life is just the busiest it's ever really been for me right now. And it's all a huge blessing. But somehow in the mix of that, I forgot that it's time to start another 90-day life balance cycle, which, you know, makes sense that I'm kind of in this place of wanting more and needing more. Now, life balance is the main course in life balance membership. It's the backbone of what the membership is all about. Now, our membership not only supports this podcast and allows us to be able to provide this content to you for free, but it's also a way for you to dive deeper. For those of you out there that are looking for more resources to support you you as a working Christian mom, to support life balance in your life, and most importantly, to help you be intentional about living the best life that God has called you to live. Now, within this membership and within this course, it's all about taking action over 90 days to move you closer to where you want to be in all eight areas of life. Now, you can check it out for yourself. You can start a free seven-day trial. You can get in there. You can take the goal-setting course. You can poke around in all of the other courses and resources that we have available in the membership. Now, again, it's designed for 90 days. You won't be able to finish all of it in seven days. Even if you take the courses, you won't be able to apply it because it's meant to be a 90-day program. But after the seven days, it's just $9.99 a month, or there's some other purchasing options available for you too. And you can learn more about that by either going to yourliferocks.com or lifebalancemembership.com. Now, while you are there at yourliferocks.com, at the very least, you should grab my free course. It's called Weekly Success Planning. Now, I just reformatted this course to add even more tools and to just let it unpack for you in a whole different way. And it's completely free. And you can, again, sign up by going to yourliferocks.com or you can go over to weeklysuccessplanning.com. So I hope that this conversation was helpful for you. Like I said, it was a huge light bulb moment for me. I've already started taking action. And you guys, like literally some of the stuff has taken me like five or 10 minutes to do. I mean, like one of the things was I, I had been wanting to get my son into guitar lessons and I just kept putting it off. I literally did a Google search, found a great guy, called him. My son's starting guitar lessons now. Like, it's so easy. Why did it take me so long to do that and keep procrastinating? But that was one of the things on my list. And it's not on my list anymore. And he's excited. And I feel great for just doing that thing for five minutes. It's made me feel like I am on top of it. (laughs) I'm on top of it all for the week just by doing that one five-minute thing. It's very, very powerful. So I highly encourage you to do it. Like I said, unless you're the person who just always does everything. And then, like, let us... Let us learn from you, please. So next week, we will be back with another guest expert diving into the finance area of life. And I am so excited for this because it is good. Like I said, sometimes we need to have that hard talk with ourselves. This is going to be a hard look at our finances. But I promise not only is it going to be good and valuable, but it's going to be funny as well and super useful to help you reach all of your goals. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.